Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host, Leanne Hunt, and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Knitter Square podcast. If you are a returning listener, then welcome back and it's lovely to have you. If you are listening for the first time, I just want to say how wonderful it is that you've discovered us. Uh, Knitter Square is an organization that was started in South Africa about 12 years ago by Rhonda Lowry. Um, And it was started because she she became aware that there were so many orphaned and vulnerable children who were either living out on the streets or in settlements um, or even maybe at home with their parents, but in really shack dwellings with very little to keep them warm and no toys of their own. She first just began with the vision of of collecting some squares to make into a couple of blankets to hand out to children that she saw um, on the street who were cold. And then that um, sort of expanded and grew and many new People heard about it and wanted to be part of it. And over the years, it's grown into quite a massive international effort. Um, So um, I've been a volunteer for about three years now. And um, I particularly enjoy communicating with the members, either through a blog, which I kept for about three, yeah, literally since I started those three years, a blog called That Warm Fuzzy Feeling, uh, which is on the um, the Knitter Square uh, website, but now during uh, through the podcast, and I particularly enjoy the podcast because we can interview volunteers on the ground and members across the world, and hear their different perspectives on why they do what they do and why they care, and what special um, tricks and tips they have to share with the community. And it's always lovely just to hear about the lives of our our members all over the world. So today's interview is with Estelle, who I'm sure you know well if you've been on the Facebook page or on the forum. Um, you've seen many of the reports and pictures, the photographs that she's she's posted. Um, Estelle has a very in-depth um, insight into the workings of Knitter Square, particularly how the, the squares get uh, received and sorted and pro- processed uh, you know, into blankets. And she shares with us also about a couple of distributions that she's been on. I know you're going to find this incredibly valuable. Um, And you'll also hear Estelle's heart. I mean, she really is a deeply caring person. And um, I was thrilled to be able to uh, have this chat with her. Estelle, uh, welcome to the podcast, and um, it's great uh, to have you here. Um, I was just wondering if you want to welcome everybody and tell us where you're where you're located at the moment. Thank you, Leanne. Yes, I'd just like to say hello to all our contributors who I feel I'm getting to know, you know, who the ones who send the regular parcels and things like that, and it's thrilling to recognize your parcels now and sort of know where they're coming from although i'm trying very uh, hard to try and get new um names into whatever we do at the barn with our opening and things like that um Mm -hmm. and excuse me i'm 
I'm sitting here in, in my house, in my study, with the curtains closed because uh, there's, there's building going on next door. My neighbor's building an office because mm. since COVID, we all, so many people are working from home. So she has a, rather a big house and only one child. So I can't imagine why she needs an office as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope there's no uh, interference on your podcast, Leanne. No, <laughs> I can't hear any building sounds. It'll be fine. Oh, good. I closed yeah. curtains. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, Estelle, you've been very instrumental in keeping the wheels turning over the last year. Um, and um, I, I know that you and Ath have, have been very dedicated to uh, sewing up the, the squares that have come in. But we, we, we did actually have a, a a real gap last year when the post wasn't arriving and all that. Can you sort of give us an update over how things were um, in the earlier stages of the lockdown and how it's developed? Um, yes, you know, when uh, we suddenly had lockdown, we'd never known anything like like this before. And uh, we all keep quite a few bundles at home mm-hmm. to carry on. You know, um, maybe seven Ath used to keep, and I used to keep a lot more because I had friends sewing for me. And uh, so we could we could carry on, and I think it was about June mm-hmm. when they lifted lockdown from level five to three or four, and we were allowed to go out. Mm-hmm. So um, Rhonda opened the barn for us, and of course it was difficult for her because she was moving, yes. and um, she'd open it, and we'd go in there and we'd sit and find some more parcels. No, there, were, there wasn't post coming in at that stage. Mm. We... Um, but there were uh, squares and things that we could still sort. We'd collect what we could and take it home. You know, yes. I um, had a lot of people coming to my house. Um, because Rhonda was moving, she asked if they could drop squares. Local uh, uh, contributors would come to the house and bring masses of parcels, which was absolutely divine. So I'd mm. sort those out at home and share them around. Um, And I've had groups of uh, people, my sister-in-law who lives in a retirement village, uh, there were about seven of them who Mm -hmm. used to sew. So that was quite a lot of sorting too because there wasn't time at the barn in those days to do everything we had to do. So I'd bring all these squares home and then spend more hours uh, doing it here as well. So they would be kept happy. And then, of course, uh, with COVID, their group was also on a Tuesday. Uh, their sewing group um, couldn't meet anymore. Yeah, that's right. So, and uh, instead of about seven, it sort of landed up with two of them who were, so then they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, it was easy for me to get the squares to them. Yeah. And then uh, I had another two ladies sort of independently and they would just come here and fetch them. And But every time packing six six bundles or or ten bundles or now whatever fitted into a bag. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it, uh, it is a very, very time-consuming uh, job when you're sort of scratching around and you don't have enough 
square, so then mm-hmm. I'd quickly make a square or two just oh to finish goodness. the bundle. Yes. <laughs> just crocheting, you know, I didn't yes. continue. Because crocheting, and I'm, you know, I can do this simple granny thing, mm-hmm. um, stitch. <laughs> yes, so, so that, that was that. And then when uh, the post started trickling in, Rhonda gave me keys. So Ath and I, uh, she didn't let me go to the post office, which I thought was, you know, very nice of her. Sometimes in the old days I would go and meet um, Thomas or someone at the mm-hmm. post office because uh, she'd been away or something like that. And, uh, so she said, I'm not having you going into the post office. And I remember meeting... Uh, Bernard, who had taken over, yes, one yes. day at the post office, and uh, just to, to give him money to pay, which is another story because it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous the amount of money we have to pay yeah. just to collect our post. Mm. But I think um, you know our contributors know that. Yes. yes. So so then uh, Bernard would get the post and take it to the barn, and Rhonda insisted that. It was sprayed and left mm-hmm. a couple of days before, you know, I could go in there. Yes, so, so she was very so concerned was, about keeping you safe then. Hey? Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, she, she had all the uh, sanitizers on the, on the tables and things to spray the boxes and all that. Mm. So as and I would go in because um, the other ladies, there was Liz and Audrey, uh, weren't happy about coming in yet you mm. know, with, so so we would go and try and sort things and then the post just started just coming and it, yes. it, it never stopped yes and <laughs> uh, we opened up for uh, our other volunteers uh, there's Liz uh, who would come in Practically every week, but she mm-hmm. stays about an hour or an hour and a half. But that was lovely, and mm-hmm. makes, she makes lovely blankets, collects all her blankets. I don't think she was really happy about opening the post. Mm-hmm. So, but she was happy to go around the tables and see what she could find. Yes. And you know, she loves corner to corner. So, if we ever had any spare corner to corners, <clears throat> we'd put them on her table. That's right. Yes. Um, and she had. About a million different sizes because mm. <laughs> there are yeah. so many different sizes of corner to corners, even if they're going to be eight inches by eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then there's Audrey. Um, Audrey, who has brought her um, her nephew, mm-hmm. um, no, her grandson, okay. Sheldon, who who's at Varsity, and he's come and helped us a couple of times. Right. Uh, but she also, you know, they come at sort of 10, 10.30 and mm. they stay an hour or so, then, mm. you know, which is absolutely fine because it does make a, a big difference. And Audrey, uh, I know about Audrey, she just absolutely loves the pink parcels. Oh, from so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the longer yeah. you're handling all this stuff, you um, recognise what people have sent. Of course, that's so when, wonderful. You know, I know the pink parcels are from um, River John and the great big black ones done in plastic are from Valerie, from France. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it's um, quite amusing, actually, that you get to know yes. your contributors. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, so there are those who have been there for quite a long time and 
regular, and especially now that, you know, we've been opening every Tuesday since February, Mm -hmm. um, they've come then. Atha's been there as well, all the time. Yes. She brought two new friends this year, Mm -hmm. um, Mandy, a friend of hers, and uh, Linda. Right. And uh, they're also quite regular, and they absolutely love it. They they, are just amazed at what they see there. Yes. And uh, it reminds me of when we were upstairs, and we had uh, obviously a much smaller office mm. uh, so it was packed and you know I walked in there one day <clears throat> I think it was about five years ago mm-hmm. and the shelves were chock-a-block full of bags with the nine bundles and for the goggles yeah. there were toys and boxes there were blankets lined against the wall yeah. and I just stood there and you know actually getting quite emotional about, about yeah, it now absolutely. but I couldn't believe where all these things had come from, how many people knew and how many people, you know, um, donated to us and uh, supported us. Yeah. It's an absolutely amazing feeling. Uh, it's mm. true. It's an outpouring. And it really is quite, as you say, it makes you quite emotional to face it and and, and just, um, yeah, appreciate from all over the world where people have sent from. It's lovely. Yeah. Yes, and now the, uh, we have one uh, new um, volunteer, Sue, mm-hmm. who's only been there about three times, and she just walks around all the time, even now with, you know, we don't have posts like we used to. She says, I can't believe this. Yeah. Who are all these people <laughs> who are sending this stuff, mm, you know? Yeah. So it's such a wonderful feeling and such an um, emotional and heartwarming uh, place to be. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Sure. So, so that that's the barn, and we've tried to. You know, we did we did quite well as my last year. I think um, we kept it going, mm-hmm. and we tried to get out. You know, as many blankets as we could because we thought, what is the point of them all on these shelves when it's nearly Christmas and these beautiful toys that everyone yeah. sends yeah. you know they they can't just lie here so as mm. is marvelous about arranging um the, the distributions you know i'm very yeah. happy to help her and all that but she does all the organizing so uh, and then it's quite a mission to get ready for one well would you yeah, like to tell us about yeah. that because i mean that's that's a part that i don't know very much about and i'd be really interested for you to share it with us yeah well you see first of all um i remember my very first uh distribution i'd only been uh, at cas for about three weeks and i said to Rhonda, i'd really like to go with you uh and see what you do on a distribution because in those days Rhonda used to to do one yeah. with Wendy and she said look you're welcome to come with us but mm-hmm. you have to sit in the back of the van yeah because Wendy has been with me for so many years and that's her seat in the front so I said well yeah. I'm happy to sit in the back <laughs> so I sat in the back of the van she did put one of those soft puff kind of things okay and and I sat with all these bags of blankets on the way to Soweto yes and I must say she drives very fast Rhonda (laughs) we didn't know that (laughs) yeah so we get to Soweto and we went 
to uh, Wandi's house. Okay. It's also very nice because, you know, to, to see uh, where Wandi was living and, and working at that stage, I think she was making um, school uniforms as well with her daughter. Okay. And then we got to the place, it was a daycare centre and little distribution, I suppose, not more than 20 children and yes. all nicely dressed in their same colour. Remember, it was the lime green T-shirt. Okay. And they sang to us and very organised, mm -hmm. you know. But then uh, to pack for distributions at Athelan, I did of 100 children is a different story. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you pack up everything, 100 blankets, 10 in a bag, mark them. And then after the first one, we thought, oh, we've got to get more organised than this because as stands outside taking photographs, I'm at a different side handing out the blankets, the beanies and everything. And you can't roll them and be prepared to have girls or boys or, you know, pinks, blues, oh, right. big, small, mm -hmm. because there's no way if they were rolled up like that with everything, a toy and hand warm and that, that we'd fit, you know, fit them into the car. Oh, right. So the blankets have to be flat and uh, the toys are squashed everywhere and mm -hmm. anyway, so you get there. And these children just all swarm around the car and help you. They unpack everything. Oh, so that's all done. Yes. So, so the packing, uh, getting back to the barn, is trying to have bags of big and small and that kind of thing, and boys and girls, but, you know, it gets, all gets I mixed see. up in the end. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so at the barn, um, there are quite a few things to do, especially if there's going to be a distribution. You have to be organised and make sure that you've got all your blankets packed, toys, hand warmers. So that that's a kind of job that no one really likes doing but we have to do it yeah we all like opening the post because that's so exciting mm -hmm. and uh it's like christmas every day yes and what did you get and what did you get unfortunately um since i've been taking photographs of the barn um and what's going on there you don't know i don't know what everybody is opening you're sort of aware of whoever's standing next to you is opening and oh well that's nice that's mm. nice mm. and especially the new volunteers they don't come and say oh look what i got you know oh, so right. we can take a photograph of it mm. but ho hopefully eventually with the blanket room and all that everyone sees you know some of their squares and some of their work and yeah. where it's gone because so you that, you are very uh, um particular about making sure every blanket gets photographed aren't you well, we are, and that's another story, because okay. we take uh, all these photographs. Rhonda used to take them, and for quite a while, um, you know, we, they called it this cake. Yes. I still don't know where they got that <laughs> name. But uh, it just used to grow and grow and grow. So now we're trying to keep it level and clean it. Yes. So quite a few people are taking photographs and then sending them um you know, to America and someone will put them on the blanket room. But okay. she puts them on the blanket room and must say she's very efficient because they go on very quickly. Okay. But I, I feel it's very important for everyone to see where their work has gone. You know, I think, I think so. they get a thrill out mm, of it. For sure. Be 
Yes, I mean, we get a thrill even if we see one of the blankets that we've put together. I mean, not even having made the squares, yeah. just sewn together, yeah. um, you know, wrapped around a child. So they, for them to see that their parcel has actually arrived in this country, which a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember, there were so many strikes. Yeah. And we didn't know where, whether it was going to come or not or what was happening. And can you imagine them having spent all this time uh, creating these things, knitting, crocheting, and then spending so much money to, to nice. send these parcels mm -hmm. to us? Because we are amazed at the prices yeah. that, that we see on the parcels, you know, $125 and so many mm -hmm. pounds and things like that. Mm -hmm. So so we're very grateful to, to I, I remember, every one of them. Mm, I remember at that time um, it could take months for um, parcels to actually reach us because they were being delivered to the, the central depot in Johannesburg and yes. then dumped on the floor. Then there'd be a post office strike, and that pile on the post office depot floor would just mount up. So there was a mountain, and then the parcels that had been put on the bottom of that pile, you know, would only be found months and months later when the strike was over and the depot had been cleared. So that was a real um, drama we had back then. I'm glad it's not like that now. It, it was absolutely dreadful, and... Um, but even now, last week, I opened a parcel that was posted in on the 12th of the 12th, uh, 2019. Oh, my goodness. So, so that's, that's a year, yeah. or more than a year, yeah, more that, than a year. that it has taken. And, you know, I really um, get quite upset because I can't say to a lot of people <clears throat> who ask me on Facebook mm. or wherever... Do you know if my parcels come? Because yeah. we can't track every single one, and the you know majority of the posts coming from from the UK at the yes. moment. Yes, there are others trickling in that I think were posted in January mm. last year. But it's uh, you know they want to know where their their stuff is. I mean, like Croatia, they've sent about eleven parcels to us, oh, wow. and that's just the one team. The other one, I don't know how many, but they have mm. sent. And uh, we've had exactly one parcel from Croatia this year. Oh, I see. So they've got stuck mm. somewhere. Wow. Yes, and uh, so you know, I'm sure it's all lying there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that is has been a, been a problem. But getting back to the blanket room and photographing um, the the blankets, that's also quite a, quite a job because someone stands there and takes a photograph, someone pulls it off so the next one can go, mm -hmm. and then they all have to be folded and packed onto the um, the, the shelves, yes. or either into straight into bags. Now we mm -hmm. do for distributions, and we're trying to collect 500 for Rhonda at the moment. Okay. You know, for she's going to, she is uh, going to donate them to one of the church groups. Mm -hmm. And have you been on any recent distributions, um, Estelle? Um, the last one we did, and I think the last one anyone's done, no one has done one this year, um, was our one at Bocciabello, which was um, the Christmas one. And we love uh, doing Christmas blankets and obviously you can't do a lot of them yeah. so for Bocciabello we had done 
200 blankets um, for the you know during the year, and there were about 54 more to do. So okay. we all got cracking and did them. The contributors were amazing. They sent beautiful Christmas squares, and we tried to put one or two into each blanket so oh, they could go further. Lovely. Yeah. And uh, I must say that I'm already getting uh, Christmas squares. So thank you very okay. much. For the next and Christmas. <laughs> for the next one. You know, we can't sort of do a lot, a big distribution with them. Mm -hmm. But because um, most of the children at that settlement had blankets already, 50 were fine. And okay. we collected all the red and green and white uh, beanies and hand warmers and things. And then to make it special... I asked uh, friends of mine, I had gone around to our local supermarkets, you know, they won't know them overseas, but mm. pick and paying checkers and things of okay. if I could have a discount for buying drinks, fruit juice and uh, chips and things. And they mm -hmm. said, no, they didn't do that. Oh. So I asked a friend of mine um, if he knew anyone where I could get you know, a good price mm -hmm. because we needed 500, no, 250. Mm -hmm. We needed 250 drinks and chips. And I had said, let's make it into a Christmas distribution. Lovely. So yeah. um, he said, I'll get back to you. And the next thing he arrived at, at my house with 500 packets of chips and 250 liquid fruit. Oh, for the kids. How fantastic. So I said, well, what do I owe you? And he said, no, no, this is a gift. Gee, so, <laughs> generous generosity. Yeah. Emotional, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, it's really lovely, isn't it? Mm, just a sec. So, off Ath and I went and I drove this time because, um, you know, we we don't sort of claim petrol and things like that it's only an hour's drive mm -hmm. so it, and it's nice to go on a sort of distribution further away because it gives you a chance to chat to each other yeah. which you don't really get at the barn you must have noticed at the barn you know, it's you so you busy you can't sit and have a chat yeah there are too many things going on yeah and people are walking so, around finding squares that match the pile that they're trying to create and all that yes and then someone pops in and you mm -hmm. chat to them and then you know that kind of thing so so anyway so that was an amazing uh distribution and and as i said you know you park your car and all these kids come and get the bags of this and they're carrying them out and then this tiny little one, I, the the chips that I'd taken, yeah. they, they were 50 packets in a bag. So they were quite big. Mm -hmm. And in fact, um, Bocciabella came and collected a lot of the things because we wouldn't have been able to fit them into anyone's car. No, okay. So they collected them about two days before, but I had some in my car. And this tiny child must have been about four or five. So I had two of these long sort of like sacks, plastic yes. sacks, of chips <laughs> over his shoulders and it was just so cute Precious. and then he kept on dropping the one and mm -hmm. then another child would come and pick it up and help him it's just the most wonderful lovely. thing <laughs> and the atmosphere must be so lovely because they're so excited to get gifts from yes. from outside yes lovely they are and then you know they 
Every single, I haven't been on a lot of distributions, maybe five or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the children are so well behaved and they, they queue up for their blankets and their things and they stand in the, in the sun, normally mm-hmm. in the sun, because mm-hmm. it was, and they wait for these and, you know, they don't complain, they don't go out of line, they mm-hmm. are just just amazing and then to see these faces some of they're overwhelmed some of them you know one or or two will say thank you and try and give you a big hug Mm -hmm. and in fact the days that we could hug they would yes there isn't time to chat to them all you know not 250 my goodness uh like a conveyor belt going Mm -hmm. and agitating pictures and that is amazing about her because there can be a hundred children and she will take a hundred pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I think that is a very important thing for the contributors to see and I think it really gives them a thrill. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and I think that's one of the things that make, makes Knitter Square so amazing is that sort of circularity where people are on the other side of the world knitting and crocheting and sending and then they get this amazing um, feedback from Knitter Square in terms of uh, the the photographs and the Facebook posts and all that kind of thing. Just Absolutely. to know that it's, yeah, it's done yes, what it, it was intended yeah. to do. <laughs> well, we, we're also so grateful for the, the ladies who run the forum. You oh, know, absolutely. Because that's another way of seeing. I mean, we have Facebook, and then that when Gloria with her snippets, yes, uh, your podcasts go on there, mm-hmm. and Amy and everyone who contributes and everyone who who does a theme, and yeah. every month, whoever does the theme, you know, all these comments, and we see these beautiful uh, squares and things, and it's yeah. it's. And, it's an incredible charity. I've never um, come across anything like it before. Yeah. Such a sense of community, which which I mm. love. Yeah, absolutely. It's one great big family, I mm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sure. Mm. Estelle, tell us a little bit more about um, your your passion for Knitter Square, because it's, like you say, it's something that you've you've never come across another charity like it before. Um, mm. Just, I mean, I can tell it must be so special to you. It is, <laughs> you know, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm an emotional person. Yeah. But, um, you know, I started off, I think I've told you before, that I I was listening to my radio while I was cooking, and I heard about this uh, doctor who had a basket of knitting in, in her uh, waiting room, and I think right. a lot of people do that now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where I heard about these people knitting squares and sending them to knit a square. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I looked it up and I saw that they were, their postal address was Brands, and so I thought, well, goodness, that's just next door to where I live. Right. So instead of sending, uh, and, and crocheted 35 squares. Mm-hmm. So instead of sending them to my phone number that was there, which was Rhonda, and uh, she said, well, we were in Randburg, you know, um, come and see us. So I took the parcel one Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, she was very grateful and all that, and we chatted. And um, she's, I said, oh, well, now I'm going to go and make a 
do another 35. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, we would love it if you came came and helped us open post because that's what we really need. <laughs> yes. So uh, I said, great. And and that's how it started. I did do the, the second blanket, the 35, and yeah. I took them there. And then I got involved with being there every week, opening post. And I was just so amazed at everything about it. Yeah. You know, that... Uh, and my husband says it's taken over my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, now so, you, so, you you know every every part of it I have loved, and of course mm. the children to see those faces mm. it's actually heartbreaking. Yeah, and and the the worst part ever was my first um, distribution at Kaisen's with F. Uh, okay. uh, you know. Uh, because there are so many children, there's a whole lot of sections. It goes up to A, B, C to about G. Mm -hmm. Each section there, mm -hmm. you would be able to visualize this, but maybe other people can't. There can be up to a thousand children in each section. It's so um, this was quite unreal. organized because they said 102 children. So we pack 102 of everything, mm -hmm. go there. I always just put in one or two extra blankets. Mm -hmm. There's somebody's going to want them, need them. And then they go through a palisade fence into this little office where I sat, and that was out in the sun. And then they close the gate because they've got, you know, the children coming in there. Okay. And at the end of it, they're all these tiny little children sort of looking through the palisade things. The ones that didn't get any. Yeah, because mm. they weren't on the list. I and, see. you know, it breaks your heart. I had two dolls left, and I thought, how can I go out there mm. and give give them to two children, mm -hmm. and what about the rest? Absolutely. You, you never, ever have enough, Leanne, unless you're yeah. going... To maybe, you know, in Soweto, they had uh, small distributions of 20 or 30 children. Yeah. And they were in a nursery school or a creche or something like that. Yes, so, yes. But to go to a settlement, mm -hmm. and there are all these kids that have, um, they even make a list of their names. Yeah. The others hear of it, and they come around, and they stand there with these enormous eyes. <gasps> it's oh. too awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Sure. You know, everything, talking about sewing up these blankets, every single person who gets a blanket to sew up, they say, it's so therapeutic. They love it. They absolutely love it. Yeah. And it's so, very creative, uh, I would imagine. Mm, I always think of the blankets yes. as like a mosaic made up of all these colors um, and textures. It's really special. Yes. Um, so many different ones. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. And and then when when a blanket has been put together from multiple sources, then you've literally got um, the 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 different knitters' contributions in one blanket. And I love to think of the different countries represented, and the different yes. lives of the of the people. It's really special. I call those my international blankets. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can have them from Holland and America and England, Singapore, mm. all over. And, Phenomenal. you know, a square from each of them it is incredible. And it's so hard to believe still after all these years mm -hmm. that so many people from so many different countries are sending us squares and toys and whatever. Yeah. 
dedication is quite remarkable. We are so grateful oh. for that. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. Sure. Well, Estelle, thank you so much for sharing your, your passion for Knitter Square and explaining more about what you do, um, the joining of the squares and the distributions and everything. Um, I think it's it's really useful for our contributors to hear um, some of your first-hand impressions and the details of how the operation works. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Leanne. I mean, this has been an uh, amazing thing that you started as well. Mm. You know, I think uh, for them to hear all about us and uh, what we're doing and for us to hear when you interview people, you know, your, your, the overseas people and mm. their, their point of it, mm -hmm. what they've been been doing. So yeah. thank you very much. And once again, thanks to our contributors. Absolutely. So that was my interview with Estelle and you'll have heard that she referred to the monthly themes on the website and I encourage you to go and look at those because it's great fun if you can be part of a, a, a project you know, where everybody is perhaps knitting spring colors or knitting Christmas squares or knitting letters of the alphabet or whatever the theme for the month is. It's fun because um, people will post their pictures on the forum and you can see what everybody else is doing and be inspired. For myself, I tend just to, to stick to what I know. And um, I must say, ever since Karen Gordon did that knit along last year with um, various patterns of squares to knit into a blanket, um, I learned how to do corner to corner squares. And I must be honest, I love them. I find them so easy to do and uh, very effective as well. So that's what I tend to focus on at the moment. And of course, I love to do my crocheting, my current project is a, a granny square um, pattern, I suppose, that I'm just doing in two colors. It's a white and it's a variegated green, sort of faded, you know, variegated um, from light to dark. And um, I'm just alternating rows. And the effect is really, really pretty and light. And um, I think it'll be lovely. And I'll make a whole pile of those until I've run out of wool. And then I'll take those into the barn and they can either make them into a single blanket um, or they can mix and match them with other squares that blend and um, make something really interesting. But that's up to the, the volunteers who sort the squares. I tend to, to produce the squares. And then, of course, as I said I think on the last podcast, or perhaps it was the previous one, what I also like to do is go in and help clear, clear the table of the, the squares that are really just difficult to put into blanket packs, either because there's only one of a particular ca uh, color and you can't sort of mingle a set of, of squares in with another set of squares. Or alternatively, um, it's a it's a particularly difficult wool to, to balance in terms of weight, or sometimes the, the sizing is very different from everything else we have. So um, when I go in, I'll, I'll um, make up blanket packs really of the random squares. And the, the amazing thing is that once those have been matched with um, textures that are similar to those squares or other squares of the same size, no, no matter the color actually, um, even so, they, when they come out as finished blankets, they still look amazing. They still look like mosaics that are just um, so special and unique. So it's it's a wonderful um, 
it's a wonderful effect when when things are just combined in in that way especially when the the result is going to be to warm a child so that's all from me today and i hope you enjoyed hearing from estelle and feel inspired about uh, continuing to knit blankets and beanies and hand warmers and toys and send them to us here in south africa and once again we thank you all for your dedication your commitment to the cause and your generosity that's all from me here in south africa leanne hunt casting off you can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.